welcome to an emo girl's guide to the galaxy where we debate rant and curse too much if you like book sarcasm and hate the patriarchy then you've come to the right place hey i'm jess and i'm gonna give you your new updates and releases for the week of april well tuesday april 19th books come out on tuesdays the best day of the week <laughs> um so, Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez, uh, the New York Times bestselling author of Life's Too Short, delivers a refreshingly modern fairy tale perfect for fans of Casey McQuiston and Emily Henry. But it's not uh, about Stokes. mermaids. I don't know. No, we said last time it's not. <laughs> yeah, last time we talked about it, it's not about mermaids. A disappointment. Okay, so it's just that's the whole concept. All right. I think it should be about mermaids, but... I'm yeah. down for anybody who is remotely resembling Emily Henry because obvious also, reasons. Yes. Um, the next one is Go Hex Yourself by Jessica Clare. It's one hex of an attraction in this romantic comedy from the New York Times bestselling <laughs> author. Just, oh, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, I hate it, but I love it. So that was highly entertaining. Yes. Um, I'm always down for witchy stuff. This is something about like, She's getting a job or thought she was getting a job at like Spellcraft the Gathering card thing. So it's kind of like a Magic the Gathering type, I I think, like rom-com. It sounds nerdy and weird and I like it, but yeah. Did so, we yeah. talk about this one last time too? I think Where we it did. was like she actually probably she thinks that she's getting a job working at a at a like game place mm -hmm. but she's actually signing up to be somebody's um, like a familiar apprentice what do they call it? Yeah. familiar yeah. yes familiar. yes okay yeah. <laughs> all right so <laughs> now that we have our announcements out of the way we'll do some around the room what everyone's doing on my end i finally finished a book I feel like it's been months since I, could, since I could actually say this, but I finished <laughs> Wild is the Witch, which is, if you remember, I talked about getting the arc mm -hmm. of the bird stealing the curse. Yes. And yes. I finished the book and it's so good. Like it spoke to Yay. my emo soul. Yay. And the main character is a witch in hiding and her and her mom moved to the Pacific Northwest. So the entire environment of the story is rainy mountains forests and they live on an animal or they work at an anim animal refuge and she has like Aww. a pet wolf and her and her love interest slash enemy at the beginning obviously because it's an enemies to lovers story um have to go on a backpacking trip together um yes. and capture the owl that is part of the refuge and there is just so much chaos and there's only one tent it's enemies to lovers Ooh, it, love those it's just the <laughs> the main love interest is like a nerdy dark-haired scholar like he's going oh to school God. to be to learn about animals and he wears glasses mm. and yes i'm just i love everything about this book like it are it's they so good are they going to rescue the owl is this the bird that stole the curse yeah so the so the okay what happened so to Gotta clarify that the, owl to clarify the curse stealing bird so she does this thing because i know we all like to talk about witchy witchy stuff right so yep. her her take on witchcraft her and her mom are witches she does um forget what she calls it something her grandma taught her and she gives her feelings everything she's thinking back to the earth right so she mm -hmm. crafts her spells she crafts all of the stuff that she was like thinking about 
and she gives it back to the earth and then it goes away. No, no harm, no foul. But she's creating a curse that was meant mm-hmm. for said boy who she's upset with. But the owl that watches her swoops in as she's about to send all of her energy into like her bundle of stuff. And yeah. it, the spell hits the owl instead of hitting what it was meant to. And the owl flies away. And so instead of telling her mom and everybody else what happened because she doesn't want to get in trouble from the council, she says, hey, our owl got away. They're endangered and they're a protected species. They're important for the witches everywhere. Like, I want to go and I want to save it. And the mom says, yeah, that's fine, but you got to take Pike with you because you're not going by yourself. She's like, you know I hate him. And she's like, haha, no, you don't. Maybe something will happen. Matchmaker <laughs> <laughs> mom. Mom gets it. Yeah, and so... Mom and they, the owl are in cahoots. Yeah, and so basically, <laughs> so she tells Pike, hey, I need your help going to find this owl. Like, you're the owl expert. Do you want to come with me? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And so from the moment they go on their trip to the end, there's just so many little instances. And I'm just right. like, I love this yeah. so much. It's Cute. so good. I love it. No, cool. I want to read it. Yeah. I'm also playing Phoenix Rising thanks to Jess and Loretta, and I'm obsessed with it. So I it's highly really recommend cute. that game. It's really fun. If you're into Greek That's... mythology, you're at, you play as a demigod, and you have to help the gods, like, defeat Typhon. And it's very Breath of the Wild, That's Zelda-ish. funny. It's like Percy like, so in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's really good. So those are my updates. It's also, what about... like kind of easier because you your weapons don't break and you have this vision where you can literally find everything <laughs> so yeah that's true some people a little easier i was reading um reviews online to mm-hmm. see what it was all about before i got it and some people didn't like that you could see everything because mm-hmm. it takes away from how the hard random the finds, game is yeah. yeah and you're like this is okay now i just have a map of things that i need to go get get but yeah. i think it's fun it's still hard you still fight all of the yeah. monsters and stuff and you get powers so it's cool that's kind of fun yeah all right what about you jess what are you up to um i finished kingdom of the wicked by carrie Maniscalco. um and it's excellent those two are so cute so adorable um not really cute there's some like fun steam there's a lot of tension there's a lot of angst and like do I love him? Do I want to stab him? Do I love him? Do I want to stab him? <laughs> I don't know. Does he love me or does he want to kill me? I'm not sure. It's like both the books are very question. much like that. <laughs> but it's really entertaining. There was a crazy twist at the end that I actually did not see coming. So that was fun. Wow. Um, I'm very shocked that that was something agreed. that happened in a, carry, like, in a carry book. Like that's not what I would expect. You can always see the twist coming. So I was like, uh okay i didn't even all right i didn't anticipate that but i'm very curious about how this third book's gonna go because i think it's gonna be some suspicious stuff and i have no idea uh but it's really fun there's like you know masquerades and all that kind of fun dark demon they're in hell most of the book kind of thing so yeah it's really uh it's cute and i'm also listening to this podcast (laughs) you guys are gonna hate this it's called Twin Flames. Okay. It's a it's like a documentary podcast. I listened to the trailer for that. <laughs> this online cult. So basically this couple started a YouTube channel about how people like with workshops about how people can find their twin flame, which is 
like the concept of a soulmate, right? Except their whole premise is if you've found somebody and you have all of these feelings, that's your twin flame. And if they are rejecting you, then that's an expression of yourself and you need to fix yourself and then they will love you. So they basically convince people to never let go. And like this girl follows a dude to Europe. Like they are full blown stalking. These people are married to other people and these women are online like, oh, well, I got a restraining order put against me and you can hear the coaches going, well, that's awesome because you've hit another level of progress. And I'm like, you're encouraging people to stalk each other. So it's this whole online cult that's like really happening and I haven't gotten to the end of it, so I don't really know how it all pans out, but it is wild. Someone needs to write a book about this, but like a fictional book. About stalkers? Yeah, it's like a sci-fi mystery drama and... I don't know. It's just the like concept is culture there. Gone wrong. It's it's all the energy of like a white dude who's been friend zone. <laughs> like they took that energy and like cranked it into women who have been rejected. And I feel and men too, but I think it's mostly women. At least the people talking on the podcast are mostly women, and they're like encouraging. It's majority women. They're encouraging them to like never give up on their true love, their twin flame, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, boy. I, this is the most toxic, crazy. Yeah. There's so just that's so much weird wrong, thing. So much wrong with that. I always find weird stuff to listen to. And I kind of yeah, love you, you give us the good podcast I mean, it's cults online. There's love aspect. There's a crazy aspect. This is just everything I needed to hear about. <laughs> I just like feel really horrible that it actually happened that women were like, and it turns into an MLM where they're training people to find other people's twin flames. So you pay 10 grand no. to oh, take no. a training course to be able to identify no. other people's. Oh, yeah. So they like turned it into a straight what? up pyramid scheme. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> it's getting better and better. Yeah. I have right. not even reached the end yet. And I'm like, and the trailer is narrated. The trailer is narrated by the lady from Encanto yes. who does Encanto. So the whole it's like thing Disney, is, the whole podcast is Disney talking about a cult. <laughs> yes. So the whole podcast is uh, Stephanie. I don't remember her last name, but she did Encanto. Uh, she's who did she play? The main girl. Maribel. Was she the main girl or Maribel? The aunts? Oh, okay, she was Maribel. All right. So imagine her, but she's narrating this whole podcast about. I love that. I'm yeah, here for it. so fun stuff. That All was right, Loretta, what are you up to? I have nothing really to offer the group. <laughs> I'm supposed to be reading Crescent City, but I don't know what it is about me in this book. I, like, just cannot... I don't know. Every day this week, I'm like, I could read or I could play Skyward Sword. (laughs) And obviously, I have not been choosing the book. So, we need to get it together. But um, I've been playing Skyward Sword a lot, and I'm excited. It's one of my favorites. I hope you like it. I'm obsessed with it. I made a lot of Breath of the Wild progress last night, so I have no one to talk. (laughs) I nice. Love, I love that everyone's in their Zelda mode right now. Mm-hmm. It's all thanks to Dev. <laughs> it's so comforting. Erin, right. what yeah. about you? What are you up to? Um, I just finished uh, Wolf Gone Wild. It's um, by Juliet Cross, and it's part of the Stay a Spell series. I talked about it in our Shifter mm-hmm. episode. Um, it is a werewolf um, witch romance. And it, it, I think we said last time out, like, shifters and werewolves are, like, not quite the same lore. But this one actually does lean more towards werewolf lore, where there's, like, a monthly urge to shift, but they can do it at other times kind of thing. 
Um, but he, the main guy, like, he has, like, some kind of hex or curse put on him where he, like, can't shift. So he's, like, going all loony in his brain because his wolf is, like, ah. Yeah. So he almost has, like, this, like, he has, like, this cool. back and forth, like, dialogue with his wolf. And it's, like, pretty funny. And then he goes to the switch to be, like, can you help get this, like, curse off of me? And it's, like, a rom- it's, like, a rom-com. So in the beginning, it's, like, weird. It was weird <laughs> for me because I was, like, when is, like, the paranormal stuff going to happen? Because, like, obviously they're, like, out and, like, I'm a werewolf, you're a witch. Like, that's part of it. But then they're just, like, doing normal stuff where I was like when are we gonna get to this hex breaking part um but it was like pretty fun and there's um like the whole series is like each book is gonna focus on a different one of the witch sisters and their romance and they've already like in the first book like teased two of the other romance pairings and I'm like okay well now I'm invested as you guys know we need to like let's do the whole family the whole family tree we gotta get into all that so (laughs) I've already downloaded like the next two books and the fourth one there's gonna be six total and the fourth one comes out in June um so yeah that was a good time i really enjoyed it i like it the steam the steam was good there there was like some cheesy stuff of course and like the rom-com mixture was a little unavoidable off-putting at at first for me but um it's funny and the steam is nice so i i would recommend it nice i like it is it time for the main today we are um focusing more on music and our roots, <laughs> our emo roots, and we're traveling back to circa what, two thousand and five? <laughs> yes, <laughs> two thousand and five to two thousand and ten. Ish. Even younger, I think. Two, like two thousands, yeah. Yeah. Is it earlier? Like two th- yep, yeah, 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 two thousand to two thousand ten. Definitely that whole decade. Um, I live for it. We're just gonna talk about like. The music we listen to, uh, you know, nostalgia vibes. So I have so many I don't notes know where we want to start. that I wrote <laughs> on this because I just like brain dumped completely, and I was like, "Oh, I look like Deb right now." Yeah, I saw those notes, and I was like, I'm "You were like, oh. I'm gonna take that as a compliment." Brain dump bullet it. points is okay. good. I have like a bunch of random things. And, I'll like, start it. I'll give stuff. us a direction. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yes. Um, I was wondering if you guys had like a defining, like for me, my first parental advisory CD was, uh, Blake 182. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that album? Take off your pants. Yeah. Take off, take your, off pants your pants and, pants and, jacket. and jacket. Yes. That was my first parental advisory CD. And I heard that song, um, uh, it's Christmas Eve and my grandpa just takes out hot dogs. <laughs> And I was like, this is the best. And I, like, <laughs> never went back again. <laughs> I, I have that song on my Christmas playlist, so. Yes. So, like, do you guys have, like, a defining, I do, like... yeah. I have I have a very core memory. And luckily, I have an older sister. I'm, I'm the second oldest. My older sister is, like, six years older than me. And so she, when she started driving, would drive us to and from school. So she was would be in high school. I'm probably, like, fifth, sixth grade at this point, so middle school age and mm-hmm. from under the cork tree had just come out right so yes. fallout boy was getting big um that album was just all over the place and every morning and every day after school that cd would be playing in her car <laughs> and like she was my gateway uh, into this lifestyle and so i, I re- just remember that being like on at all times and having Mm -hmm. mtv and all of the music videos for all the emo bands on and then like stealing all of her mix cds and listening to everything being like 
this is my life. Like this, this explains me. And that was like my entry into the emo lifestyle. Mine was not as a, okay. I'm a Libra guys. Um, I just <laughs> like was 13 in ninth grade. Cause I went, I'm ahead. It was, yeah, I was 13 in ninth grade and I started dating like an ultimate skater boy who like only wore, um, uh, Circa and not ever Hurley. He was like a Vans, that guy. And Mm -hmm. he had way too big of skater pants on with his belt hanging down too much. (laughs) There were chains involved. Um, And like we would just like sit in his old truck and like listen to every single. But he was a little more into metal, I would say. So it got me like into that. And then my sister would come and give me CDs that she had burned off of people. And it was like. AFI and all that type of stuff. So yes, there was less of the dashboardy feel for me, and it was a lot more of the harder um, stuff. Like there's, I don't know who was around at that time. I'm so old because I was like 2001. Um, but then she would bring me home stuff uh, from college after Warp Tour, and then my senior year, like, is when uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out. And I don't know how many times I burned through that CD, but it was way too many because I was, like, I don't know, my, like, third or fourth skater boyfriend at the time. <laughs> he was like, this is the best album ever. And so, like, obviously I had to, like, copy down all of the lyrics into a creepy spiral notebook like a crazy person. I feel like we all span good portions of emo generations and, like, mm-hmm. we have the one... I'm the oldest. (laughs) We have the one MCR album that defined, like, our our emo phase, and mine was um, Black Parade, because that song and that album came out when I was a freshman in high school, and I remember that that morning, everyone was at school being like, did you listen to the new My Chemical Romance song? Like, did you like it? And it was just all the emo kids, like, standing around the table talking about (laughs) My Chemical Romance and their new music. So, like... Being dating, I say dating skaters, but like having the big puffy Vans shoes and the double belts and all that stuff and like the 18 layers of tank tops in high school for me, like made me one of the like, not an outcast, I would say by any means, but like just a very specific clique in my school. And it was definitely not the popular kids. Like we went down, we had open campus and we would like go to the skate park was literally right next to my high school And we would just, like, walk down there and eat just a blizzard from Dairy Queen for lunch and, like, watch the boys skateboard. Like, we were the coolest things in the world. And then my friends started dating, like, other guys. And so we would just, like, blast music in the skate park. So Jess was living my, like, dream life. Truly. (laughs) I wasn't even, like, cool enough to be in with the, like, outcast, like, emo crap. Like, I was just, like, oh, I wish I could be with them. And I was just, like, me and, like, my two friends I had being, like... Uh, we were just, like, nobody. Like, we were just nobody, you know? Oh. So I was, like, even less of that. Like, oh, my God, I wish I had a cool skater boyfriend. Like, that would have been amazing. Oh, like, going to the ski cool park. Is, cool it, is an exaggeration. No, but at that time, really cool now. that was, like, now it that was so peak cool. for me. I was, like, oh, my God. I couldn't even, like, make <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> yeah. It's too cool for I me. I feel like I, I was more like Aaron, too. Like, I mm-hmm. was listening to all of this music and trying to be cool, but I was, like, nerdy and not cool but still like trying to dress emo but not dyeing my hair or having any kind of fashion sense so I was dyeing my hair but I like again I didn't have fashion sense and I feel like there was a smaller like 
a group of that like kind of people in my school I feel like that were into that so it was like there wasn't even like a large group that I could be like maybe I could like get into like it was yeah. just like there really wasn't yeah. that like we were all very spread out and like not as obvious but my formative like my one memory mm-hmm. so my first like couple like really early gateway bands were like three doors down which is like embarrassing yes. to say out loud and, and lincoln park which is like that's yeah. good uh-huh. but um i remember i have like a my cousins that were like around my age and one of them's a little bit older they're like were more into that scene and they had like friends and bands and they were going to shows and stuff so they were like a little bit more able to introduce me to stuff but I remember like so vividly one time we were at the beach and they were like oh do you know good Charlotte and I was like I've never heard of her who is she yes <laughs> I was like so embarrassed about that so then I had to like over I'm sorry to this man and I was like I'm now gonna be like the most number one good Charlotte fan totally know who they are so that was pretty uh for me see that's like my fear and that's why i go and i research everything so for me it was okay i started here and i can't embarrass myself so now i'm just gonna go down this line and like research every single thing and know everything about everyone but it was so hard i feel like in that in that timeline like to to find music and like read like because now you could just go on youtube or you can just like there's a million music apps and everything to like find music but back then i was like i didn't know how to i was like going on like youtube didn't even exist and like weird things and it was like really like the radio or someone else had to tell me about it because i was like how else am i gonna know that these bands shout out to ash ashley if you're listening thanks for doing all the hard work for me like i don't think i would have been able to do it without my older sister so yeah i think my cousins really helped a lot and then like once i got into high school and you like meet more people because middle school is weird and then you get into high school and you meet more people like they have other had other people influence them so then they're making you cds and then you can kind of then i got an ipad uh, not not an ipad ipod iPod. and then people just like give you stuff so you just like load up your shit yeah mix cds were like a currency who was the band that your parents didn't let you go see because you were too young mine was simple plan oh no (laughs) i tried so hard like i was probably sixth seventh grade middle school i'm being like pierre (laughs) pierre's my soulmate love you so much (laughs) i thought he was like the cutest person ever and I'm like, can I go see this band? And they're like, no. And then looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, they should have said no. I was 11. Yeah. My parents always <laughs> they, they pretty much let me. My, my, my family, they didn't really have too much restrictions. My parents would have to come with me typically, like my mom. But my yeah. mom was super chill, like, so it was not really an issue. Yeah. So I didn't uh, – because my hometown is 40,000 people in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. That's why I feel like we had such a strange little – like how we were able to have like an isolated skateboarding situation there i don't know um but we just like did not have bands if you wanted to go you would have to go all the way to albuquerque which is two and a half hours and like drive down there to go to the pavilion and that was just never happening for anything like that but honestly Mm -hmm. my parents like for sure would have let me go see a lot anything if it was like rock they would have gone my dad would have gone if it was like around um, when I was younger in Destiny's Child, like there was this whole scam where Destiny's Child was going to come to like the rodeo stadium in Farmington, which seats like, you know, a few hundred people. <laughs> and they made this whole thing. And it turned out it was just like one of the drug dealers had made a bunch of flyers and stuff. And yeah, 
We all sat oh my there God. and like three random people shaking it on the stage. And my dad was so angry. He's like, you're done picking concerts forever. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a big leasing scam by the drugs. Oh my God. So there's New Mexico for you. I feel like another <laughs> one of my like really big influences that like at the time like blew my mind was for sure Avril Lavigne. Because it was like before oh, yeah. that for me, it was just like a yeah. lot of like... I, like, stole, not really stole, but, like, I took my dad's Blink-182 and Green Day CDs. Like, he was into Mm -hmm. punk music and then, like, getting into more emo music. But, like, to have a girl, like, punk, like, emo, like, figure, I was just like, yep, this is it. Like, I am fully obsessed. I started wearing ties. Like, I just wanted to, like, be her. I wanted to be her so bad. I thought she was so freaking (laughs) cool. Um, Yeah. But I feel like there was, like, a, a bit of, like, at least in my area, or, like, maybe I was getting it from, like, family. I'm not sure. Like, sort of that, like, you're being a poser vibe for, like, liking some of this music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's everywhere. Yeah. So, Avril was, like, the pop version, and everybody was, like, oh, but that's not really, because the gatekeeping is real in uh, the patriarchy. punk and emo and, like, metal especially. Like, all of rock, honestly, is the most gatekeepy trash can men being like oh well that's not real and it's like as an adult now i can see oh no she was super valid but at the time you would be like i love avril but also no i'm not that big of a fan yeah i don't listen to it on repeat in my room i don't have that album like it (laughs) yeah which is so stupid no i just want to listen to afi all day okay i do love afi but on a scale yeah avril's gonna be the catchier one that i'm gonna jam to a little bit more and understanding also do you guys remember the ashley simpson pieces of me album because Oh my god! Slapped, and nobody gives her any credit for it. I listened I to that, for that so much. Yeah. Yes. Like I loved. It I watched so the show. Much. I listened to the album. I was so into it. And I she never did anything her. else again. And I'm like, where did it go? You were so good at that. Ugh. Yeah, because she embarrassed herself on Saturday Night, oh, Saturday Night right. Live. So then she just, oh, you know, went away. Yeah. But that sucks. So I much, also though. watched a show, and the only thing I remember was the Ryan Carrera drama, the episode oh, where yes. they're shooting the music video. And yes. she like plots with her friends, and she's like, "I'm gonna kiss him." And then everyone's like, "Oh my god, they!" Kissed. I lived for so it. Cute. It was so good. And then uh, one of my cousins wanted to go see a Jessica Simpson concert, and I was like, "No, that is not. I'm not a personally not a Jessica Simpson fan. I was very anti at the time. I was like, no, thank you." And then she was like, "But Ryan Cabrera is opening," and I was like, "When do we go? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it." And so. Uh, yeah, I saw him and he was really good. It was in the peak spiky hair phase oh, too. It was great. Yes. Yeah. Did anybody else get a lot of music from MySpace? Like that's where I yeah. started learning about my own type of, you know, like the new age pop punk when I was older and I had my MySpace and my, what again, core memory is listening to coffee shop soundtrack on yes. myspace finding all-time low that was my introduction to all-time low and as everyone knows now i'm obsessive and like they're my favorite thing ever and that same summer my older sister and her boyfriend took me to my first warp tour and uh. he bought the tickets and he was trying to like surprise them and i of course was in school he's like oh do you have summer school like do you go to school on these days what's going on and i'm like no like why he's just like oh nothing and then he came back he's like i can't keep it a secret we're going to warp tour that is and i was so like cute. That's so cool. So we went to a work <laughs> tour and that was like my my introduction to my own like type of finding my own bands and everything. And so, yeah. yeah, it was so fun. I uh, so this is going to date me, but like 
MySpace didn't become a real thing until like the very end of my senior year of high school. Uh, I graduated in 2005, so that's how old I am. And <laughs> I graduated and then I was allowed to like make a MySpace and a Facebook profile because you that was at the time when you had to have a college email address to get approved on Facebook. Oh, so I got my MySpace and immediately went into college. So, and immediately found like this weird little skater community and all of my friends and my sister's like, how do you do this? And I'm like, <laughs> like she's like, is this like a magnet thing for yeah, you? That's or what I'm what? saying, you were living and my dream life. So I found it. The problem yeah. is every summer when Warp Tour would come, I was working every single summer. I never got to go to a Warp Tour. And this thing was held a no. hundred yards from my dorm. It was on oh the intramural God. fields in my college, like on the campus is where they had it. That's awful. And I never got to go. I would have to listen to it while I was working every summer. So yeah, I'm I'm like, I feel like I missed out on something really huge that I needed to be a part of because I would see it and couldn't go. That sucks. To be fair, I remember when Zanga was a thing yes. before MySpace. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have yes. Zanga? Oh my God, I and really then- loved Zanga. And then we all moved to MySpace, yeah. and then we all moved yep. to Facebook. <laughs> and then we all moved to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter. And then we all moved to, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's My first warp Tour was um, 2008, and my best friend in high school went with me, and we were walking around, and this lady, because uh, you used to be able to donate blood, and mm-hmm. then you would get, like, Pass, backstage passes and stuff but we didn't know that so we were walking around and this lady is like I have to go home and I have these backstage passes do you guys want them and we were like uh, yeah for free sure and then it was really cool because we ended up meeting a bunch of people like I met Travi McCoy from Jim Class oh, Heroes oh, yeah. um, and we were walking around the backstage area and uh, Cobra Starship was leaving and th- the girl threw her um, her name's Vicky I think she threw her cigarette, and then one of the guys that was standing around with us, they left, and he was like, is it weird if I save this? And we were like, no. Yeah. And then I met one of the guys from the Academy Is, and he was high as fuck. Uh, it was great. He was. I love that. I took my amazing. youngest sister to her first warp Tour, so like bringing uh, it full circle, but it was also the last year they were doing warp Tour. So we like went together and she ended up meeting the dude from uh, Teen Wolf on MTV. What's his name? (laughs) Oh my God. Tyler. Tyler. His name Tyler. Tyler something, whatever his name is. But he was there because apparently he's also in a band, which I didn't know until we went to Warp Tour that year. And she was like, oh, I'm going to go take a picture with him. And I was like, okay, cool. Go ahead. So I'm taking pictures of them. And then he looks at me like expectantly, like, thinking I was going to want a picture, too. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. you're past my time. Like, I don't, I'm, sorry. I don't yeah, I'm good, man. I don't care about this. And then later that same day, the dudes from the main came out of the one of the gates. And I was like, oh, my God, this is for me. Who and I went up mind? to them, and I was able to take pictures with them. And then uh, I was in line to meet Simple Plan because, again, I didn't get to see them as a child. So right. I'm still obsessed. And I ended up meeting one of them and getting my tour T-shirt signed. So that was just, like, an overall good warp Tour for me. But I do live in L.A. I feel like I'm grateful to have so many venues out here that I can just see whoever I want. It's not a non-issue, but I have a lot of good show stories. So I've been lucky enough, because I'm in Houston now, that, like, 
later in life. I haven't gotten to experience the full warp tour. I am gonna go to the festival in October. I was gonna so say we should both say that. that we're doing that. We're I'm going as well. So ex- we're so excited. When when I'm we so were excited. young festival, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I have seen uh some forty one three times, Taking Back Sunday, the used and all American Rejects, Hawthorne Heights, Fall Up Way, all within like a good chunk of time. Um, so like I was like a foot away from Derek from Sum Forty One, like a I couple years that. ago. I had and his it was poster actually, on it was my a wall, small venue. And I think I would like yeah. to sit in middle school. <laughs> oh well, he was adorable. He nice. is adorable even still. Um, so it's not like I. I mean, as an adult, I'm like catching the twenty year anniversary <laughs> of all the stuff I missed as a kid, and I'm like, you know. You can make fun of me all you want, but when we were when we were young, fest is my ultimate. I'm so excited. I'm stoked. It's such a dream, honestly. It's yeah. like it's. I've never I, seen a I'm lineup where I'm like I know you guys. Love every single one of these bands. Literally everyone. Let's just keep going. It's gonna Let's be so it. hard to like all. decide what stage to be at. Like, how do yeah. I be in twenty places at once? It's gonna be really. The tough. only thing that I am okay with is that I do have my Chemical Romance tickets for their show here, so I can see Paramore at when we were young. Okay, so, and I've already seen it before, so I'm like, My Chemical Romance is the top. And that, see? So I feel like there's some that it's going to be all right. Yeah. Speaking of Paramore, I'm going to die if we don't see Avril. Natalie was like, If we don't see Avril, I'm like, We are seeing her. Yeah. I might have to pull her down. She's like, Really wanting to go, like, get too close to Avril. (laughs) Going to be pulling a 37 year old woman off the (laughs) I was going through, like, all my pictures and all my lists to see who I've seen already and how many times and i realized i've seen my chemical romance twice which i didn't think yeah i've seen them twice i saw them once at almost acoustic christmas Mm. when black parade came out so again like high school and then i saw them at the honda civic tour when they were on tour with i want to say blink 182 and Uh. it was when gerard had his red hair i want to (laughs) say and my memory from that show was I went with one of my friends and we were in the front. So I'm super short and I'm that girl that will wait in line all day for because I have pit tickets and I'll get there super early in the morning and be the first in line and I won't take a bag. I'll just shove everything in my pockets so I don't have to wait in line to get my bag checked so I could be right up against the gate. How so do you we go were, to the bathroom? I don't. Just hold it for eight okay, hours. Okay, okay. We're going to sidetrack this story so that I can give everybody my tips, my tips. prep on, on store. Okay. So when you go to a show, when you go to a show, if you want to be up against the barrier, this is what you do. You have breakfast, you drink a bottle of water, you use the bathroom, you do everything super early in the morning. You get to the venue whenever they open the gates or whatever, maybe a little bit earlier, park, wait in line all day, do not do anything else, and then you just ruin your body, you're dehydrated at the end of the night, but my post show my post and then show you feel like ritual, you're gonna die but you're there my post show ritual is that at 1 a.m after you've had the best night of your life you go to jack in a box and you eat a munchie meal and then everything is right with the world like that is my that is my it. advice like obviously obviously as i've gotten older i don't care about being as close anymore because i'm like okay this is my second time seeing them or whatever it yeah. is my so body can't a, handle it yeah but when i was younger i was committed like i would go i don't know how i did it but i would go all day without eating or anything and i just sit there and wait in line and be up in the front and it's gotten me a lot of stuff like i have drumsticks i have a lot of guitar picks from shows i even have because I would be friends with the security guards in the front. We'd be, like, chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would rip the uh, set list off of and the floor and give it to me. So I have set lists from, like, 
Motion City Soundtrack, All Time Low, Newfound Glory. Like, I have a ton of stuff that I just so happen to be able to get since from being in the pit. Um, And to me, that's worth it. But that is what I do when I go to shows. (laughs) That's what being five feet and having pit tickets does. Like, you need to be in the front because nobody cares. Like, I've literally gotten... They will shove you. I've gotten into fights with people in crowds because they try to get in front of me. And I'm like, uh, you're six feet tall. What are you doing? And I will, like put my arms out and bar the gates so people can't get in front of me <laughs> and try to shove me away. And that's, like, the only time my extrovert personality will come out is when I'm in a crowd, like, <laughs> screaming my lungs up, being like, oh, well, I'm here. Yeah, this is the best. Like, I love Deb, you. I'm, like, so I'm the to- same way, though, because I'm, like, pretty, like, I'm, I'm not, like, trying to, like, fight people in real, like, normal times <laughs> of my life. I've never been in a fight before, but, like, the only time. in a time concert, I'll shove In a concert, it's completely different. Like, if I'm in a crowd, uh-huh. yeah, like, Yes, I have my arms out. I'm like, I will elbow you so hard. I have literally yeah. been, like, turned around, like, got in someone's face. Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, back the yeah. fuck up. Like, yeah. I've no. literally I elbowed people done this in, and the, I am in the gut. Like, I have trying too. to get people away from But, like, me. in any other circumstance, I'm, like, giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. Treating everyone <laughs> oh, so sorry. Oh, yeah. I step on your toe. But no, in a concert, like, fight me. Okay, get the fuck out of my, my zone. I'm having my moment. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to enjoy my life. Get out of my life. I I shoved a fully grown man at a highly suspect concert. Just shoved him. The worst people at a concert, though, and like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think so, are the people that are like, slow dancing in a pit like the like couple you know, like the guy the big tall guy and then he has like his girlfriend in the front and they're just like swaying yes and they're just like all yeah. over each other and like making too much eye contact i'm like this is like an emo punk show like in the pit like if you need to like go we should be bouncing right somewhere now. like go to like, mariah go to the back man i don't know but i was yeah. like you are just, this is not the vibe and it's always like a really giant dude a huge and a very dude. small girl and i understand the need to like protect your tiny human yeah but it's Appreciate always it. too much touching but and it's swaying. so like it's like his hands are around her and in her front pockets Ugh, and you're I, like that just gives me the yucky why are your hands yes. in pockets? are you looking for gum i don't think she has any no it's worse gum? it's worse when the girl is turned around not even watching yes. the stage and oh, you're like I why know. are you oh my god and then they're like yeah. making out or like making too much eye contact like this is our song uh, and like you're taking up space <laughs> go do that in a closet somewhere like not <laughs> next to me where I'm trying to dance and elbow I people. love the difference where you see like a guy who's super into the band and you can tell he brought his girlfriend who has never heard this music before and she's trying yes. so hard to like be engaged for him and I'm like good job for you girl because you care but then you see like the girl who drug her boyfriend who's like I'm not into this and he's just like a grump sitting there and you're like girl kick yeah. his ass to the curb get a new man there's plenty of them around here we're definitely outnumbered just go it's just i'd rather go to a yeah. concert or a show by myself than with someone who like doesn't know or appreciate the Absolutely. music and i have done that before yes. where like i was trying to get someone i need to the come, energy and they were like i don't really know i don't really like i'm like fuck it i'm just buying this i'm buying a ticket by myself and i'm going to see taking back sunday and all american rejects yep. And Amberlynn, and I'm not missing the show Ugh. just because no one else wants to go with me. And I had I an amazing time. Amberlynn. I had an amazing That's time. That's awesome. I genuinely don't understand people who sit the entire time. No. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't like a piano concert. When there are seats and people sit. <laughs> like, why are you here if you're not standing? The only <laughs> time I sat down for a whole concert that was like a standing concert was when I saw Highly Suspect because I was eight and a half months pregnant. 
<laughs> so See, I'm like, that's fair. I'll keep valid. on my seat so that this baby doesn't come out in the middle of a concert. Um, <laughs> that's probably a good choice. Fair. Two weeks later, yeah. So I'm sure Brooks appreciates that. He, um, you know, <laughs> I got, my husband was like, can you go to a concert? Can you be around music? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm going to see Five Seconds of Summer and Chainsmokers fight me. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll sit down. But I didn't. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I wanted to talk about something. Oh, in one of your notes, Jess, this one really hit oh. home for me. is like the Christian bands like sneaking in. I was going to bring this up and too. And like, what? Uh, like, I felt so betrayed when I found out some of these bands betrayed. were Christian bands. Like, Reliant I K. was so obsessed. I was fully obsessed with Reliant K. Like, we were talking about MySpace. Like, I had my MySpace, like, mm-hmm. background for a long time. Like, all Reliant K out and, like, Reliant K music playing and, like, I saw them mm-hmm. in concert several times. And, like, it was after that that I realized, like, oh, all these songs that I thought they were, like, writing about girls were about God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Flyleaf song, I was not, I was recently. I can feel you all around me. I yeah. was not. not I was yeah. today years old, ready. but not. I w- it was, like, a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago when I saw a video talking about the fact that that song was about God. And I was, like. Oh, so disappointing. It makes sense now. It makes sense. Yeah. I was, I was, was so obsessed with Switchfoot. Like, dude, like, not. Switchfoot. Yeah. God. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, that's a toxic relationship. That's opinion, not fact. <laughs> I was so obsessed with Switchfoot, and then the same thing uh-huh. happened to me. I had all their CDs. I listened to them a billion times, and then I found out that they were a Christian band, and I was like, what? We all saw A Walk to Remember, what? and Betrayed. the Dare You to Move song came on. And oh, my God. I should have known. And to Remember. <laughs> and we all were immediately attached to Switchfoot deeply. I know. Yeah. I did it was really love that movie. It was instant core memory. Wait, isn't Switchfoot <laughs> also Dare to you to move. the one that from um, the end of Cinderella Story, right? Yeah, I Is think that so. Is it? Honestly, don't know. I, I don't but, like, remember. They, she's kissing Chad Michael Murray, and like the rain starts to come down. Yeah. Oh my god. Sure because Why do I, I can picture the scene, but I can't like remember. waiting for rain in this drought. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, and that would be oh a Jimmy World song. Gosh. I don't know. That's one of those. Oh songs. yeah, you're right. It's Jimmy World. Oh, okay. It's because it's in Out Cold as well. well it's the same song. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hard. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's alright. That was that was an excellent reference, though. Um, it is okay. So we talked about like band stuff, but like, okay, Dev, you're I know we already know this, but for our our listeners, you are like a band shirt collector who doesn't wear them. Oh, I do. Okay, okay uh-huh. so I do wear my band shirts, not a lot, but I have like a drawer full of all of my tour tees because I collect the tour shirts from every show that I go to that has like the dates on them if they have yeah. it. Um, and I have so many and I'm like, this is my collection of band t-shirts, but I have so many of them that the collection has just outgrown my need to wear band yeah. t-shirts all of the time. Yeah. Like I can wear one every day for mm-hmm. months and months and you know, I love, I wouldn't have to wash any clothes, but I, the one I don't, tr- I try not to wash is the warp tour one that's signed by, the dudes from Simple Plan, because obviously yeah. that's going to wash yeah, out. Yeah, you don't but... want that to happen. Yeah, I was definitely yeah, just going to put that in a box on the wall. I also have a Vans box. I don't know if anybody else does this. And some one of my friends actually showed me, like, something on Amazon to fix this. But I have a Vans box full of all of my tickets and wristbands and everything that I've collected mm-hmm. from shows. And she was like, oh, they have, like, albums that you can buy on Amazon that you can put all of your tickets mm-hmm. and all of your memorabilia in. I'm like, this is really cool, but I'm attached to my Vans box. Like, 
I'm yeah. attached to my old way of doing like, it. Yeah. Collection. Your old way of storing it. Yeah, I have, a, I have like a box of that kind of stuff. But I think I stopped at a certain point, like sometime in high school. I think yeah. I just was like, I don't know, in college and like maybe even partway through high school. I was like, what am I, like, what am I going to do with these? And then so I just stopped. But I kind of am sad that I stopped because I, I wish I did have Yeah, them. I still collect mine, but I'm really salty that Ticketmaster and all of the people who sell tickets don't do the actual anymore. tickets anymore. They do yeah. just you have to print it out on a piece of printer paper. I bet yeah. you that's or why I stopped because there was like times in high school where it was, yeah, it was like we just like have like a printed out thing. And I'm like, this is not the same as a ticket. And so then I was like, you have to crumple it yourself so it looks like I don't want to have to buy cardstock <laughs> to print my own tickets. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So it was not, it was not yeah. the vibe. So I, I'll have, like, the paper ones, and I'll just fold it up and be like, okay, here's my ticket, putting it in my box now. Yeah. My favorite thing was, like, after a concert, like, that next day, like, wearing my band tee, like, concert tee to school or whatever, and being like, oh, yes, yeah. I went to the show. Like, <laughs> like who's paying that much attention to me to care? But, like, it was just, like, such a vibe that I was, like, I had to, like, hold on to that energy from the night before that I'm, like, I never want to take this t-shirt off. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I'm, like yeah, yeah. Energy feels like the same energy as how cool we felt um, when like we would go off campus for lunch and come back with like a giant Wendy's cup that proved we had to have driven to get it, <laughs> and we've got it in our next class, and we're like, this is just water. Every filled it, but um, I obviously <laughs> was cool enough to go with somebody who is able to drive. So <laughs> we weren't allowed to leave. Us either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We were always allowed to. I don't think they're allowed to anymore, probably because stoners caught the park on fire a lot. (laughs) I was I was always the youngest, too. Like my birthday is later in the year. And so I started school with Mm -hmm. people who were almost a year older than me, I guess. But yeah, I was always the youngest and I wasn't able to do any of the cool stuff until after everybody. Like I graduated high school at 17. So I wasn't. Like, got my driver's license last, got everything last, so I'm not, I wasn't one of the cool kids. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to drive until my, like, halfway through junior year, I think. I finally got a provisional license, because in age in New Mexico, you have to be 16. And I was like, cool, I don't turn 16 until, like, end of September, junior year. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll drive in senior year. Yeah. I have a confession, and I was... I was waiting to prove I was I wanted to prove that I was emo first before I said it. Um, but I was uh, sadly very obsessed with Nickelback in high school. I was too in middle school for me. I had all of their albums and mm-hmm. I listened to them all the time. And then I got to college and learned that I was not supposed to like them. And yeah. I was like, oh, OK, I won't talk about this anymore. Yeah. So I just stopped. <laughs> We but yeah, we're thanks. an accepting group, Loretta. We allow you to listen to. Thanks for loving me anyway, guys. You know, my conf- <laughs> my confession is that I've been to a Joe Bros concert, I've been to a One D concert, and I've go. been to a BTS concert. So like, I'm all here for. I'm jealous. All the music. I've seen the Pussycat Dolls in concert twice. So nice. That what she will. <laughs> <laughs> My core memory from the Jonas Brothers concert, because we went for one of my other sisters who was obsessed with them, she was in that, like, Jonas yeah. Brothers obsession phase, was the a girl in front of us was saying, like, oh, I love you, Nick, like, shouting it out the entire time, and then a girl behind us was like, well, he doesn't love you back. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> they were like, 
arguing from like and then a rumble started and i'm like we're all just here to listen to the jonas brothers guys like y'all need to calm down we start a fight Okay. There's, there's always the- that one annoying person. Like I have another memory of seeing Census Fail, and this was at Warp Tour, and I was obviously not old enough to do anything fun. Like I wasn't drinking. Mm-hmm. I was like teenager in high school, and there's this one older dude next to us the entire set. Play one eight seven. Play one eight seven. Play one eight seven. And I'm like, bro. They ignored him the entire set. And then the last song they played, they were like, "All right, bro. Since you've been asking, like, here, here you go. Here's your song." And to dumbass. this day, I can't listen to that song without thinking of that one annoying dude. Like, play one eight seven. That's how he sounded too, because he was like wasted. He's wasted in this crowd. It's like. 110 degrees outside because Warped Tour is in LA summer and California summer yeah. suck. We're all standing out in the hot sun in this crowd and then there's this one dude being so in play, play 187. I'm surprised nobody told him off. But <laughs> like, Also, that's not how concerts <laughs> work. You don't get to just make yeah. requests. It's not like <laughs> this is, this is not bar. a DJ booth. <laughs> oh, uh, I've never seen men be so ridiculous as a like pile of ex- frat boys at an incubus concert have you ever witnessed this because they're like oh, oh no. you still love incubus brandon take your shirt off and like <laughs> he takes his shirt off at every like, show this is one of these dudes holding on to his girlfriend the guy is wearing a fucking polo screaming <laughs> brandon take your shirt off and i'm like uh, okay you just shoved a small girl uh, I experienced this at a Billy I- for Billy Idol because I saw him at Riot Fest. I love that. And we were all waiting, and there was this group of guys with their girlfriends next to us. And Billy comes out and he starts singing, and he was great, by the way. But the guys next to us were like, "Take off your shirt!" And we were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Leave Billy Idol alone!" <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I went to uh, a, I went to an Incubus concert within the last like five years. Um, so my yeah. husband really likes them, and like I I never was like oh I'm a huge Incubus fan, but once I started like listening so to more of it, I was like oh I know the song, I love this song, I love. I'm like oh shit, yeah. I didn't realize I was like actually a big Incubus fan. Yeah. And I actually have an Incubus tattoo, which like it's so weird, Aww. like not being one of my favorite bands. I love the, it. Um, the lyrics are just too perfect. Um, from Aqueous Transmission, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know that one. Mm-hmm. I just like yeah. that song is just so amazing to me. It was like I don't know. It just like has so many feelings. I attached. love Incubus. And we went to that concert and we were like, okay, they're not gonna play that song. Like that's not a normal song they play all the time. Like it's they okay. haven't played that live yeah. in like years and years. Like we just need to go in knowing like that's not gonna happen and like still have an awesome time. So we did. We were like having a great time. Like the show's almost up and they just like the sit the sitar starts to like they're bringing uh-huh. it out and we were like. Oh my fucking god! <gasps> They're like, gonna play this. No, song. no, no! I like almost cried. Like I felt like a teenage <laughs> girl at like a Justin Bieber concert. It was like the most incredible live <laughs> moment ever. Like in my adult life, especially. Like it was. It was. I really love cool. that. Yeah, that is really cool. He does take his shirt off at every show, though. Does. Just as so you don't even I've you don't need them. to ask. Know that. That. I've seen them. I've seen them twice, <laughs> and he has it planned out. Like you can yeah, tell because he starts He's off fully clothed. And then, like, halfway through, it's, like, halfway it's up his body. Hard. And then, yeah. like, by the end, it's completely off. Like, every single show, it's coming off. literally take it off. Like, you don't, you don't have to Interesting. Ask. No, they were having a full discussion about whether or not he was going to. And I was like, 
I he's gonna do it, you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it happened. They did play Stellar though, and I was like about to cry myself, and I was like, yes, because all of my Guitar Hero memories from when I was a child are like coming back yeah. to my body, and I'm like, I can help out if you give me a plastic guitar. You can like air guitar, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but just with these three fingers. <laughs> Where's the green button? Yeah. You, you knew you were cool if you can play the super hard songs on Guitar Hero on, like, Expert. I couldn't and get, like, button. all of the little devil symbols. Like, no, I could not. You, you, you made yeah. it. I was strong and steady at, on medium. Like, I was pretty good. Yeah. But moving up to hard was, like, yeah. not uh, as fun. It's a little Couldn't much. do it. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, we're Kid Talk Forever about this, but we're going to have to, like, get towards our game here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, but I wanted to. Aaron? I had Go. some things. I researched Go. stuff. <laughs> Okay, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Speaking of, like, childhood tying all, like, these, like, yes. music and everything like that to, like, our younger years, I did some research. Because, um, Jazz, you specifically even asked in your notes. Uh, I did. I just didn't know if you did. I, I did, did. I did. I did. Oh, I did a very brief I did ask. <laughs> uh, search on this stuff. So, like, I will, like, link some stuff in our, like, where people can go look this up themselves. But there was some research that was done about, like, why it's not just, like, us, right? Like, every generation is kind of, like, there's, like, a certain timeline in our life where, like, that's the defining music and we'll just love it forever. Like, it's going to be the Mm -hmm. most, like, familiar and nostalgic and, like, uh, gives you all those good feelings. So, like, if you were born in, like, whatever, the 70s, or, like, you were a teenager in the 70s, like, that's that's your jam forever, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. we are going to be emo babies till we die because... That's our shit, right? <laughs> so there's like research that was done, um, and there's this thing called the remin. Hold on, I have to say it right. The reminiscence bump. I'm gonna say it wrong. Um, where basically there is like this, like yes, remin reminiscence bump. Um, that pe- people tend to disproportionately recall memories from when they were 10 to 30 years old. Um, and so I think like some of the some of the thought behind that is that like, there's just like a lot of like formative stuff that's happening. Like you're changing and like, there's a lot of like transitional stuff and you're becoming who you are. Um, that like, and there's like hormonal changes and and biological changes. So like the memories there are just like going to be stronger. So then like the music that you listen to during that time is like tied into all of that. Um, and that they found that, um, what was it? It was like boys, like the songs that they listened to, like the peak, the peak of this is around age 14. And so it was like the music that you listen to like around that age is going to end up being like the stuff that's like most familiar and like appealing to you, like even later in life, like that's the stuff. So I'm like, all the stuff that we're talking about is like, were you guys like around 14 when this like really did it yeah. started, yeah, started definitely. doing it for you? <laughs> I was like, that yeah. kind of sounds right for me, like that age range. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was like super interesting and like validating. And then, um, not just like the okay that's when it starts to become like kind of ingrained and like oh that's like a really like important like peaking time for that reminiscence bump but later in life like it being like sort of that like nostalgic thing it's like this like social connected connectedness piece like it actually like gives you like the feel good like stuff in your head like um dopamine and things like that but it's like makes you feel like you're part of like a group or part of like an era right and like i i feel that way like considering myself and you know like being like I'm an emo. Like, that means totally. something to Absolutely. me. It means something to you to say, like, we were into that music, that we have, like, a social connectedness because of that. Um, so I just thought all that was, like, really cool. No, that's really that's fun. Really awesome. Especially since, like, all of us are a little bit, like, we're all in the same, like, five-ish year age range, but, like, 
all from different eras. Like I was in high school while you were in middle school experiencing the same type of things, but it all kind of brings us together as a community. And I know that there's a lot more people out there who like had those same similar experiences that all kind of vibe with the same stuff. Yeah. So it's really neat. This one says that, um, so men's favorite songs were released typically between the ages of when they were 13 and 16 years old. And the women's favorite mm-hmm. songs were solidified, um, slightly younger between the ages of 11 and 14. So I'm like, that, that really feels, that checks out. People have favorite songs. I don't think yeah. I could pick a favorite song. I don't song. think so either, um, but I have like, fa- like a I group do. of favorite songs. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm I so, had one like, that was my, like my favorite yeah. for a very long time and I've kind of had to like let it go. It's like, it doesn't hold number one slot, but it was in this diary by the Ataris for a very long time. Mine's Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. When I was in sixth grade, uh, everybody was like getting Backstreet Boys albums for Christmas. And I begged my dad for the Dizzy of the Girl Goo Goo Dolls album. And he was like, absolutely, I can get you this. If it's not Backstreet Boys, you can have this CD 100%. You want a rock album? Because that one's arguably their most like punk and rock. Um, Yeah. Songs about heroin? Sure. You won't understand the metaphor. You're 11. Uh, but I was so obsessed with Iris. I walked down the aisle to the instrumental of that song. It's been like my Aww. biggest. Like that was my prom theme. I've seen them eight times in concert, and I've cried every single time they play that song, without fail. I'm a crazy person. Aww. This is just showing who we all really <laughs> are in our yeah. souls. So <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, I was one of the girls who went and saw the Backstreet Boys. So. NSYNC was my first. <laughs> Absolutely would have, but if you had given me a choice between Goo Goo Dolls or Backstreet Boys, there was no choice for me. Yeah. Um, that's I just understand. who I am. I was, a, <laughs> All right. I was very pop before I was punk, so. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just mix the two. Yes. Everyone who's listening, go yeah. listen to the pop, yeah, both. pop goes punk yes. albums. They're yes. so yes. good. Also, Newfound Glory has, I want to say, two, maybe three. Yeah. From, from the screen to your stereo. And I saw redo. them. Performance songs, live. yeah, movie songs, but they do it Newfound Glory style, and it's uh-huh. so good. The It Ain't Me Babe version, Newfound Glory version, is so good. Kiss Me is so good. Yes. It's just, I love it. He came on stage do- wearing an Elsa wig and costume to sing Let It Go, guys. I saw I this love that. before my eyes. <laughs> I love that so much. My friend's like, we can come to punk shows if it's like this. And I was like, this is not the typical, uh, but it was great. Don't they do a cover of Back to the Future, the Back yeah. to the Future song? They have like all of them. Yes, I they think that they so do. I like that one. Yeah. Forty mm-hmm. something year old men throwing on an Elsa wig and singing a pop punk version of Let It Go is uh, you want, what you need. In you want to know what? Though? That's what I need in my life. I my it. final comment is that like it's true though. Like when you're like punk rock, whatever you want to say you are, like it's really just a vibe and a mood. Even mm-hmm. if you like quote grow out of it, because I've seen Cheap Trick live. And yeah. they're out of their prime. Cheap Trick are, like, what, 60, 70 maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know how old they are, but they're, like, a 70s and 80s band, and I went to go see them mm-hmm. um, in Vegas. And they rocked harder than anybody Absolutely. that I've ever seen. Like, those old men went hard. <laughs> and I was like, this is one of the best mm-hmm. shows I've ever been to. And wearing their skin-tight leather pants, and they go were, like, it. up there. <laughs> rocking out it was so fun and i all love of it billy idol was like that yeah like you don't grow billy idol it. is like a grandfather and he was up there like killing it yeah it's like you, you know, get it man it's a vibe it's an emotional state of mind I and be <laughs> part of it if you want <laughs> 
That's perfect. All right, Jess, are we going to do this game We or are going to do a game. So the game today is, are these song lyrics or just an emo uh, AOL instant messenger away message? So... <laughs> Did you so actually these, did you actually get these from like old AIM messages? I Googled. I, I, I did a lot of Googling. <laughs> I got some really some are song and so debate okay, so arguably a lot of us use song lyrics as our away messages. Um so if they are real song lyrics, say they're real song lyrics. Um, but otherwise there's just some I threw in a couple of just like emo things that could be song lyrics but are just away messages that people thought were just super <laughs> Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. I'm going to read one for you. Okay. First one is... Okay. Your eyes must do some raining if you're ever going to grow. Oh, that's a song lyric. I know that one. I don't know that song lyric, but if Aaron says song lyric, then yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll go with lyric. (laughs) It's a a bright eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Aaron's like, I got it. I know I this. Know I'm good at this. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I want to be your favorite hello and your saddest goodbye. That's an away message. Yeah, that's got to be an aim message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because that's some shit. I'd be like, ooh, like this I should just that. Sounds like a song. I was gonna say song lyric. That sounds like it would be in a song. <laughs> that's really good. Like yeah. It would be in a song, but that's just a name message. Yeah. Okay. How about I like walking in the rain because no one can see your tears. <laughs> I can't even get through these. Lyric. No, that's an away message. Yeah, it, it's it an away message. Yeah, it doesn't rhyme. It's- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. Okay. I am a nightmare and you are a miracle. Lyric. Yeah. Yep, it's brand new. Gosh. Okay, well, I didn't do a very good job at making these. Well, I just, like, recognize them. I know all these pieces. <laughs> Or we've got Erin, and she's like, I am in tune with my inner email. Clearly, I don't mess like, me. It's like trivia. <laughs> we should do a trivia this is the last. <laughs> we should. This is the last one. Why can't I feel anything from anyone other than you? Song lyric. Yeah, lyric? I feel like it's an away message. Hmm? I feel like it's an away message. Okay, it's a lyric, and this is going to kill you when I tell you. It's from Cute Without the E from Taking Back Sunday yeah. because of the way they sing what? it. So ah! like reading this comes off very different than when you hear it Wait, in the song. Wait, say it again. I, I, yeah. I heard it in my Why head. Why can't what? I feel anything from anyone other than you? But they do. Why can't I feel anything from anyone other than you? Oh, my yeah. God. And I'm like, and that's what my favorite songs The emphasis they put on too. the one word. I read it and I was like, this is going to get them. That's it. Get get and I love that song. That's like one of my favorites. It's such a good song. And you're like, wait, no, I obviously know those lyrics. Yeah. But reading it and then singing it comes off too. It's totally, totally different. different. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for more like that and I had a hard time because I was like, this is a good one. I'm like, get one. I feel like I want right. to do a trivia one next time where you like, you have to guess the band or the song or something. Yeah. That's more fun. We'll do that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that we are all done for today. So thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, make your day or well, follow us on socials on Facebook and Instagram. And do we have anything on TikTok? Twitter, anymore? TikTok, Twitter, TikTok, uh, At emos, all those girls, things. Emo, I can't ever say it. Yeah, At, we, everyone, messes, <laughs> everyone messes it up. At, At emo, emo, emo girls, girls guide. guide.
Okay, and may your day be blessed with main blessed character with main energy. Character. Main character energy. Main character energy.